Hi, I'm Kira. And I'm Sarah. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Decom Mission. My cat is very small. Like, I stop rubbing your face against the mic. Stop! Ma'am! She wants to do the podcast. She so she's only like eight and a half pounds. She like fluctuates between like eight pounds and nine pounds depending on how much she barfs that day. She's she's so funny because she's just so much smaller than like any other cat. Even my my parents have two cats. They have this chunky orange cat who's not like a huge cat, but he's like fifteen pounds, or he was. He's older now, so he's less. But and then they have this really lanky like ten pound cat who's who is pretty small. But mostly she's just small because she has that teeny tiny head. Like she's got a really small head on this like weird lanky body. The weirdest looking cat in the world. And then my cat when we were in Japan lived there. And even compared to the the lanky cat, she was so small. And she's fluffy. Like she's a she's a medium hair. So like she, if she wasn't, if she was a short hair, she would just look like a kitten. It would look like I have a kitten all the time. We call yeah. her, we call her a perpetual kitten all the time. I'm trying to remember what trouble weighs. I think he was... About 10 pounds when I took him in last. Greta was like five pounds. Greta was she, just skin and bone. She, she was skin and bone. I took her in. It was her last um, appointment I took her in for. And they like double checked her weight because they didn't believe that she was five pounds. I'm like, no, she's <laughs> she's a skinny little thing. I'm pretty sure Mego was like six pounds when she died. Renal mm. failure. Yay. <laughs> Um, yeah, so enough about our cats for the time being. Today we're talking about the 2016 sequel se- se- partner film. To, uh, how do they uh, describe this officially? It's not... I don't know. I don't know. I, I It's not a remake. I said it's, it's not a remake. It doesn't different. seem like a sequel either, though. Spinoff movie? Uh, maybe it's a spinoff. Let's look. Oh, it is a remake. It's not a remake, though. It's not even close to a remake. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I looked yesterday to see if the original Adventures of Babysitting was on Disney+, Plus, and it wasn't. Oh, I checked, too. It wasn't. Is it on there now? It's on there now. No way. Yeah. I checked yesterday. We so did I. We watched the original yesterday. <laughs> what in the hell? Did they? Did a bunch of people watch? That? That's ridiculous. That's not even owned. Oh by- no! It's coming soon to Disney Plus. Due to existing agreements, this title will be available on June fourth, twenty twenty one. Which I appreciate. I I'm appreciate kinda, them I, doing that. I do too. I'm kind of surprised that they're putting it on Disney. I think that Disney owns Touchstone, but I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. Weird. Well, oh well. We we had our ways of watching it anyway. It's fine. Yeah, it's on HBO Max at the moment, the original, and Sarah owns it on DVD. So. So, so I guess that's a good time to, to, to say exactly what happened. So on Tuesday, on Tuesday, today is Sunday, we both watched the 2016 new version of Adventures in Babysitting. And neither of, neither of us had seen it before, but Sarah had seen the original already, but I hadn't. And I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what? It's going to be really weird if we go into this episode and Sarah talks about the original and I'm like, doodly do. Sure, right. that happened. So <laughs> and I, I talk like, about all the things that they're, um, they're making spoofing. nods to in it, and you're just yeah. like, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was like, okay, so let's watch the original on Saturday. That way I'll still have watched this one first, 
and then the original, and you'll have done the original and then the new one, mm-hmm. which I think worked fine. Yeah. And I, I think, think that was a good way to do I, it. I think it'll make it a little less like, uh-huh, Sarah, sure, that sounds nice. I believe you. I believe all these things. And that way you understand a little bit more about why yeah. they did certain things in the 2016 version. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so I'm going to read the blurb for the the new one, the 2016 one, the one that we're technically talking about mostly. Yeah. So it's rated G, very obviously rated G. Especially compared to the original one. Especially compared to the original, which is like they wanted to make Super R and couldn't. Yeah, I wonder what that one's actually rated. Is it PG-13? I think it's PG-13. Uh, so this one's from 2016. It's an hour and 35 minutes it feels like three. Um, it's coming of age, comedy, and action adventure. I would not say it's comedy. Yeah, I would say coming adventure. Coming of age, sure. Coming of age adventure. Yeah. That should be its real name. It's just coming of age adventure. <laughs> the coming of age adventure. Yeah. So the blurb is... After a phone mix-up leads to a case of mistaken identity, two competing babysitters come face to face. Their expected dull evening of babysitting suddenly turns into a crazy adventure when one of the kids sneaks away for a concert, and the crew must turn the city inside out in a search for the wild child. Baloney. They're not rival babysitters. They're not rival babysitters. So... That would have been so much better. And the entire time we were watching Mm -hmm. this movie, we were like, they should have been competing babysitters. But instead, what they were is they were competing for the same photography internship. And that's how they met. And then their phones, they had the same phone and they they switched phones accidentally. And then um, Sophia Carson's character, Lola. I can't even remember Sabrina Carpenter's character's name. Jenny. Those were the only two I have because there were so many kids, I cannot remember their names. So I'm just going to be referring to them as like this kid, that kid, this kid. Five kids. Five. Way too many. We'll get into that. So Lola needs money because she's racked up all these parking tickets and her parents are like, we're going to take away your car. And it's like, yeah, you shouldn't have that many parking tickets. And then this hot cop decides to hit on her. She is supposed to be like 18 or 19 years old. Like she's supposed to be out of high school. So it's not totally creepy, but it's also not totally kosher either. And it's really weird. And he looks like he's Mm -hmm. 30. Sophia Carson was 23 when this was filmed. And Sophia Carson, I said, right? Sophia Carson, mm-hmm. I'm just going to say it again. Sophia Carson was 23 when this was filmed, and Sabrina Carpenter was 17. Yeah. So there was a bit, bit of an age gap, but still. It's... They don't look they don't look that different in mm-hmm. age. Sophia Carson looks very young, and Sabrina Carpenter looks 17. So it's not it's not that bad. Um, Sophia Carson, people might know from Descendants. She plays Evie, the evil queen's daughter. She's much better in this than she is in The Descendants. In The Descendants, I... We'll mostly blame the character writing, though, because Evie is the most boring character out of all of them. Yeah. She's so boring. And I've I'm only seen Descendants 2. I, I, so. I still haven't seen any of them, and I'm obviously waiting until we watch it together. I'm not going to jump ahead and watch them. But Evie, in, in, the, in the Descendants, like I said, I've only seen Descendants 2, but in the Descendants movies, there's the two main girls and the two main guys. And there's Maleficent's daughter, Evil Queen's daughter, Jafar's son, and Cruella's son. And Evie is so boring. She has nothing, really nothing interesting about her. Like, besides, maybe in the first movie and the third movie, she gets to have something. But in the second movie, it's all about Mal. It's all about Dove Cameron's Maleficent's daughter's character. 
and her, her nemesis of Ursula's daughter. Yeah. Maybe it's like the Teen Beach movies where Layla gets to be so much more charismatic in the second one. But Mal's the main character in the first movie, too. Oh, Mal, Mal is the main character the whole time. And Dove Cameron's very, very good. So, like, it's... Anyway, we'll talk about The Descendants later. When we watch But that that's one. where Sophia Carson's from. Sabrina Carpenter, people probably know. She's a singer. They're both singers, but she's, like, a singer, and she was in Girl Meets World also. And she's been on Disney shows and all that stuff. And the, they do good jobs in this movie. The two the, the two of them do do quite good. It's just that the writing is bad and the and the story is bad and yeah it's just it's just it we're not gonna mince words it's just it's not good yeah <laughs> it's not fun and i feel like all the things that they were tying it there were a few things that worked tying into the original one but a lot of them were just like why are you putting this in here like if i hadn't yeah. seen the original i'd be like why are they randomly calling it they're going into the city and yeah and they're never it's never even they never even try and say where they are. Right. I'm pretty sure that they're supposed to be in, like, Vancouver or Toronto or something. But in the original, as Sarah pointed out when we were watching, and it's very obvious in the, in the original movie, if you know where Oak Park is, is that they're in mm-hmm. Chicago. Also, right. just the location. It's there. It's not, like, in your face, like, we're in Chicago. But it's, like, it's it's there. Yeah. This one, it's they didn't even try and, and give any any sort of anything as we were trying were. to figure it out we really were i don't think i even looked i don't think they, they had any it. street signs in the original one they have street signs when they're driving mm-hmm. on the freeway and that gives it away the building where the dad works in is a very oh it's notable so chicago building couldn't give you the name of it but no, i couldn't either famous. that that triangle shaped top one <laughs> I really like that the two adventures in babysitting on IMDb, one of them is just listed as Adventures in Babysitting 1987, and the other one is listed as listed as Adventures in Babysitting 2016 movie. Uh, this was filmed in Vancouver, so I'm guessing that it's just supposed to be Vancouver. We'll go with that. Because, well, the other thing, the only... The reason that I was like, okay, this is either Vancouver or Toronto or maybe Seattle is that there's a Space Needle... Mm-hmm. And I know that those three cities have those. So gotta be one of the three. So there's a lot that happens in this movie, but the basic overview of what happens is that there's these two girls who want this photography internship, and one of them's name is Jenny, and she's like the super do good girl, and then there's Lola, and she's the the rebel punk. And Jenny is like a very famous babysitter and she's babysitting that same night but then one of her clients needs another babysitter and so Lola decides to like weasel her way in and get that job so that she can pay for these stupid parking tickets and of course she's a terrible babysitter and everything goes wrong and one of the kids sneaks out and so Jenny brings the kids that she's babysitting over to the the house that Lola's babysitting at and then they have to go into the city and they've got car troubles and they've got they're chasing down this kid and then later they're trying to run away from these other villainy type characters and then they get to the party that their parents are at and they have to try and steal money from their mom and then it's it's just like it's just so convoluted and then the and then Lola has told the the boy that uh Jenny likes that she doesn't like him because she was mean and they weren't friends and now they're friends at the end and so she fixes it and uh the the older girl 
character that uh, Jenny is babysitting has a crush on the older boy character that Lola is dating or dating babysitting so like then there's that whole thing and oh my god and there's just too many characters and there's too many things happening and it's so sloppy. I couldn't even remember why they originally went into the city in this one. Is it because the oldest boy that she was watching went into the city? Yep he went to buy he went to buy tickets at a pawn shop so they go to the pawn shop first and that's where they find the villains who have stolen a sapphire ferret or something. And it's this ferret that they've painted blue. Yeah. And I, like, Googled it and I was like, oh, maybe this is a real thing. But no, it's definitely not. Yeah. If anyone has any more information on that, please tell us. But from what what I could find, it was all, like, jokes about this movie. Right. I think um, I forgot because they found him, like, right towards the beginning of the movie. And then they were just doing their adventure stuff after so it's like they they had the reason they went into the city and then they just got caught up in all this stuff but in the the original one they go into the city to find her friend who'd run away and she's at the train station which is almost worse though yeah but they don't get her till the end so the whole time during the movie they're still trying to get to that reason that they went into the city yeah halfway through so they got they got the older boy like a third or halfway through and then after that they're just trying to get her car back and they need the money so the whole like second half of the movie is trying to get the money back and that's why they go to the party that the parents is at, the parents are at which they do in the original but in the original it's because they're chasing the little girl that's being babysat because she runs there because she's like my dad will my parents will save me because she's getting chased by the villains there's so I'll, I'm, I'm gonna stipulate this first the f- original movie is flawed. It yes. does not hold up Things very well. Things don't age well. <laughs> There's a, a few cringy moments in there. It's got some charm to it. Like, it's got a lot of 80s charm to it. It's definitely got a higher... I don't even know how much higher of a budget it had, honestly, because this one had a really, really high budget. But it's just got... It's got a cleaner feel to it. And it's less characters, and it's it's better writing, and it's mm-hmm. a better it's a better idea because it's the original idea. And I feel like we talked about this when we were watching along. I feel like it's almost more ridiculous. Like things would not happen as they did, and yeah. that kind of made it more fun when I was watching it. I'm like, this is so ridiculous that it's funny. Yeah, the only thing that I would say the the new movie actually does better is why they go into the city. Because Brenda running away from home in the original movie and Chris going, I have to go save my friend is kind of stupid. Like, it's just, it, it, it feels really contrived and it it's not a great reason. So, especially because I was saying there's like a little twinge of a notion that like she's thinking about doing it in, when we first meet her. But then all of a sudden she's like, I've run away from home and I'm in the train station. Chris, come save me. And it's weird. It is weird. But I don't know. But I that's think... like the one that's like the one thing that I think the the new movie actually did better. Cause cause them having to go chase one of the kids because they ran a, they they ran away is way more way, way more of like, oh shoot, we gotta go. Mm-hmm. But that's it. Like I said, that's it. Yeah. The there were a couple characters in the newer one that were were fine. I liked the middle boy, the younger boy, I guess, of of Lola's family because he was he was all about food and yes. cooking and it was really Chef. fun. So he was, he was 
he was interesting. And then the younger girl of Jenny's family was really interesting because she was all about galas and like really dressing up and wearing diamonds and all sorts of stuff. And it's not like she's super, super interesting, but she's she's cute and it's it's done well and it's it's nice. But then there's three other characters or three other babysitted baby babysitted baby babysat characters. There's the older boy who runs away, the older girl who's just this angsty teen who's so unpleasant, and the younger girl of Lola's family who is one hundred percent just all references to the original yep. girl in the original mm-hmm. movie, who is so much more interesting than this girl. The the original girl is all about Thor and she has these roller skates and she's funny and she's cute. Yep. And this new girl, she's obsessed with roller derby, which is really funny and it's just a, a really neat way to do it. But it was so badly integrated and there was nothing interesting about this girl at yeah. all. I feel like they just threw her in there to make the reference. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And there was actually a scene where, like, she meets her roller derby heroes at the police station. And she's like, you're my hero. Wow. And which I now realize is a reference to when she meets Meets Thor. The mechanic Thor. The D'Onofrio's character in the original, yeah. Right. And how he was so just like, what are you talking about? (laughs) But that one, that's like a really precious moment when he's Uh like, hey, I have a couple of these at home. And he gives it back, which is just really sweet. Yeah, He was an awkward, I feel like he was an awkward actor, but it was still a really sweet moment. So Vincent D'Onofrio is in, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but he was in Men in Black in the original one. He's the guy who plays the like bug alien Oh, really? He's like, yeah, that's him. Wow. He's like, his whole thing is playing really weird characters like that, Um, which he's good at. It's fine. He's great in Men in Black. So she meets these roller derby idols that she has, and they're so lame. And they're supposed to be like this big roller derby fight. And it's like, roller derby is not, like, they were trying to make it like roller derby is like wrestling. It's like, that's not what it's like. No, it's it's very competitive. yeah. yeah, but it's not violent. I mean, it yeah. is violent, but it's not like extremely. You're not throwing violent. punches. It's like you're. Yeah, if you are, like, you're gonna you're gonna yeah. get thrown out of the game. Like right. it's and then the way that it was choreographed for these fights, these women looked like they were just like, I'm fighting. I'm frail. It was so pathetic. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so there's a lot of there are a lot of references to the original movie in this movie which is what they should have done and like I'm not I'm not blaming them for that they go to the parents party they have car troubles that they're trying to deal with they get stuck uh, in a bad neighborhood they get stuck in a bad neighborhood there's the stupid you can't leave until you sing thing <laughs> yeah. which in the original they're like you can't sit leave until you sing the blues and it's really awkward and uncomfortable but then it gets really fun because it's really musical and everyone's joining in and like the the kids are singing back up while Chris is singing lead and it's it's fun. It's right. still bad, but I, it's fun. and you can tell like she's not comfortable at first singing and she I mean she gets more comfortable, but you can tell she's not like trying to be this amazing singer whereas in the remake yeah. they're trying to rap like because really well. Because they're singers. Yeah, because they're because they're two both girls. actresses are yeah. singers. Yeah. So they rap in the new one and it's these two Okay, well Sophia Carson isn't white but like sabrina carpenter is white as they come and she's the main one rapping because the annoying thing about this movie is that it's supposed to be about lola and jenny it's like 90 percent about jenny Mm -hmm. and jenny is so boring 
Lola is not great either. Don't get me wrong, but it's like Lola, they wrote really, they like had an idea for her and then they just wrote her as this like, I don't care about anything type of character, which was a bad route to go because she could have had a lot of depth to her, but no. So (sighs) there's rap and I don't remember any other parts of it besides the terrible, like the fact that it rhymed really badly, but then the the chorus was, because we're the babysitters, because we're the babysitters, because we're the baby, 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 babysitters. I don't think that's the actual, it was something very close to that though. bad. Oh And I like the original one so much more too, because they incorporate the band that was already playing. Yeah. Like they're singing blues with them. Yeah. And I I feel like. think about that. Yeah, they just make it more, they try to make it more cultured by having, like, actual blues singers Mm -hmm. involved in it. Whereas this one is just, oh, this white girl's rapping (laughs) on the stage. There you go. And the crowd is supposed to be going wild. (laughs) Like, in the original, I was like, yeah, they probably wouldn't be going wild. But the thing is, the band is playing, so I'm like, they're playing, they're they're going crazy for the band. Yeah, and they were skeptical at first, and then they kind of, like, they played into it. They're like, okay, these people are actually trying to, to sing the blues, and it's entertaining. But in the new one, the crowd was like, yeah, look at them rap. They're doing so well. And it's like, no, they're not. And this would not happen. If someone went up on stage and sang a a babysitter rap, the entire audience would be going, (laughs) Get them out of here. Oh, man. We could talk for a really long time and really nitpick into this movie about the ways that it referenced the original and the ways that it deviated. And I... (laughs) I obviously don't want this episode to go on too long. So I feel yeah. like our best bet is to try and integrate that into our three segments that we have in every episode of moral test of time and overall ranking. Yeah. Because we would, because this is a spinoff, I'm going to call it a spinoff because it's, it's not a, re- it's not a remake. It's not a sequel because in the original, there's no rival babysitters. There's just the three, the four of them. And it's, it's, it's fine. And it's so much better. It's so much better that there's only four of them. Yeah. And like I said, there's five, there's five kids. There's seven in the main group. Mm-hmm. There's six until the, the older boy gets found. And then there's seven and he is so boring. Okay. This is the one thing I'll say before we jump into any of the things, because I meant to say it earlier with the three characters that don't really have anything. The the roller derby girl the roller derby girl is disappointing because that's that's all they give her, and then the the angsty girl is just so like I get what they were going for because it's like every teen girl has that right. Has that, I want to shave my head. I'm gonna dye my hair green. No boy likes me. Like I'm too weird. I don't have any friends. Like I feel that they did it really poorly. It was really badly done. Yeah. But the older boy had literally nothing going on. Right. There was nothing so interesting about him. And I give like, you Brad in the original one. He's not a very exciting Brad's character. But they, adorable. But they, he, but they make him goofy and adorable and really awkward. And it plays into his character instead of just making him not have any great yeah. lines. And no, then I think Brad is adorable. Yeah. And in the original one, Brad's sister makes fun of him and Daryl. And that's really fun, too. Yeah, and Daryl, the other thing is that Daryl and, and the young girl, like, they're friends, too. Like, there's the one point where they're escaping the... The car thief. The the chop shop. Mm-hmm. And they're up on the rafters. And Daryl's like, but what if I fall? And Sarah, the young girl, turns to him and goes, I won't let you fall. And he, like, genuinely goes, thanks, Sarah. And it was, like, the mm-hmm. sweetest moment. So it was like... Uh, so I realized that I had not looked at the writers or the director for this. 
So For the 2016 one or for the original? Oh, no, I did look at the director for this one. That's right. The director for this one. No, the original director is Chris Columbus, who did, like, Home Alone and Home Alone 2 and a bunch right. of stuff. But that was his first one, was Adventures in Babysitting, yes. right? Yes, okay. he had been a writer before that. He wrote Gremlins and a few other things. I'll look into it. But um, the, new, the director for the new one didn't do any other decoms at all. But he did do Like Mike and Aliens in the Attic. And then he did, he did two of the Christmas Prince movies. So he doesn't have a great track record, but it's not bad. It's not a bad track. I liked Like Mike when I was a kid. Right. And we've heard of the other ones. At least I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the writer, she I know this writer, who is a woman, did not do any other decoms either. But she also, the only other movie that I know of that she she wrote is Nancy Drew in 2007. And then she just did Holidate. So it's it's not a it's a weird crew. It's a it's it was a they put a lot of faith in people that I don't really get. It's a weird mix. And they credited That's what I thought. So this Chris Columbus (laughs) this Chris Columbus is the same Chris Columbus who directed the first two Harry Potter movies. And I always think that they're different people. Oh, that's right. He also directed the Lightning Thief movie. Oh, oh, he directed Rent too. Like I said, weird. such a weird variety of genres. And Bicentennial Man. Oh, he directed Mrs. Doubtfire. That's right. I knew there was another one of those movies, but he does not have a t- he does not have a bad track record. Like he he's made pretty good movies overall. And I think the first two Harry Potter movies are f- exactly what they should be in regards of to feel. Mm-hmm. Because the first two books have a very different feel than the rest of the books. Yes. So not as dark as the movies and books that come after. And I think that they the first two did a good job of being directed lightheartedly. Yes. Because they have such a lighter tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chamber of Secrets isn't super light, but it's just But you compare it yeah. to Deathly Hallows and <laughs> Okay. Let's let's get into the meat of it. I think we should start with Test of Time just because while we don't have the Test of Time regards to like literally how well it's going to hold up over time for the new one, we do have the Test of Time comparison between the 1987 movie. Mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of Test of Time. So I think that might be an interesting one to jump off with. Yeah, I agree. I'm kind of I'm trying to think of like what I would rate the original one to just in my head so that I can or to rate the new one in comparison to that yeah so (sighs) and like like we said earlier the original one is definitely flawed in some aspects with oh god yes it's especially a lot especially a lot of daryl's character in the beginning he makes fun of sarah by saying that thor is a homo and so that's a whole thing yeah oh daryl yeah yeah well then daryl is just gross and all he cares about is you know the playboys and right women like when and stuff. chris is like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna kill you guys bound murdered or something and then and then he says, says raped, raped and was like really oh bad God, that was disgusting so the only thing that i knew about this movie going in was that it had anthony rapp in it and anthony rapp plays daryl and anthony rapp was in the original company of rent and he was in the original movie of rent which most of the original cast was in oh and i don't think i ever knew that He's now in Star Trek Discovery. He wrote a book in 2006 that is basically a memoir about his his life with his mother who passed away from cancer when he was in Rent. Um, And he was also in the Broadway revival of You're a Good Man, Charlie Brown, 
so I, I've kind of known who Anthony Rapp was for the majority of my life, but like I didn't know about this movie until like I read that book and then I was like, oh, he was in a movie. That's cool. <laughs> but so that's like the only thing I knew about this movie. I think it's very funny that he's supposed to be like the womanizer and he's very openly yeah. gay. Yeah. <laughs> so in regards to how well the original held up, Compared to a lot of movies of the era, I don't think it stands the test of time terribly well. I don't think it was as awful as Halloween Town High. No. My original thought when I thought of like, oh, like the references that didn't hold up, it went to Halloween Town High, but I don't think it's not nearly as bad. They're as... supposed the thing is in Halloween Town High, they think they're being good. In Adventures in Babysitting, it's supposed to be like, ugh. Right. They're supposed to be, like, cringy jokes, which they shouldn't be in there anyway. But it's, like, that one I would give maybe, like, a three. Yeah. Because, like, as a movie, like, I have to give credit where credit is due. Like, as a movie, it still is a a good idea that's executed pretty well and the performances are good. Right. And obviously people still, I mean, I still watch it. Um, And they made it into a spinoff movie so obviously yeah it wasn't forgotten about it's <laughs> held up over the years it's just a product of its time but like i i there are some movies from the 80s that i adore and there's a movie breakfast club it's not the breakfast club that's what i was gonna say i mean the breakfast club holds up better than this but the movie that i was thinking of talking about is there's a movie that was rob reiner's like one of his first movies that he directed called The Sure Thing and it stars uh, Daphne Zuniga and John Cusack and Anthony Edwards and it's so good. It should be this dumb movie but it's this movie that takes place in the 80s and it's all about these two kids who go to college and they don't like each other and they or they go to the same college. It's about these two kids who go to the same college and they don't like each other and Gib, the guy that John Cusack plays, is this moody total john cusackian character who's like i hate my life everything is sad and but he's like super doofy about it and he's he's very smart and like there's this whole thing the first line of the movie is consider outer space which i think is really funny and then he talks about outer space to this girl who does not care and his friend who's played by anthony edwards who is an er and top gun and is super famous he goes to ucla but gib goes to a school that's never really said what it is but it's definitely like on the east coast and like ivy league-esque and um his anthony edwards calls him and goes it's a sure thing gib is hot girl she's a sure thing and so gib decides that he's gonna go across the country to california and meet this girl and of course the other daphne suniga the lead woman she is going to ucla to see her boyfriend and it's it's like a road trip style movie but it's 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 very funny and it's it's not like it's not like slapstick funny it's just very situationally funny like they're the car that they're in that's taking that that's taking them to to california is tim robbins and um oh is it mary beth perkins i can't remember her name uh they and they're singing show tunes so they're like take good care of yourself you belong to me and it's like it's so funny and they do this for like the whole time and then tim robbins gets really upset and he goes and she's like why aren't you singing honey he goes if they're not gonna sing i don't want to sing and it's so funny and i'm butchering this and it's way funnier (laughs) than it has any right to be but um i have to see if i can find it 
Oh my god. Well, I own it. It's like I it's my one of my top 5 feel good movies. I love this movie. I showed it to my friend Felicia, who is one of my best friends from college, and she also loves John Cusack. And so we will sometimes just send pictures of John Cusack to each other. And a lot of the times it'll be from this movie. But there's a part. So once they get kicked out of the car, the the, the people are driving them because they, they hate that they're bickering because of course, of course they're going to get together at the end of the movie. But <laughs> he's like, no, Larry, Gary. I can't remember. His name's Gary. Like, Larry, Gary. Gary. No. And then he goes, I'll, I'll sing show tunes. And he goes, feelings, nothing more than feelings. <laughs> and so it's like, it's just, I, uh, it's so funny. It's seriously, it's, 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 it's so funny. And I could, I could talk about this movie all day. But the thing that I was actually going to talk about, <laughs> there's two things specifically. There's a moment in this movie that's really cringy and like it's Daphne Suniga in a car with an older man, but it's supposed to be horrible. Like it's supposed to be like, oh no, oh no, what's happening? And then John Cusack saves the day. So like, that's great. Like that's, that's the way, that's not the way to do it, but it's like a better way to do it. <laughs> it's a better way to do it because it's saying like, oh, that's bad. Rape is bad. Good. Okay. Don't let, don't let that happen. Neat. But the other thing about this movie is that a very 80s thing was like, guys are going to get the hot chicks and everybody's about hot chicks. And it was a very 80s mantra. And like the whole theme of this movie is that it's a sure thing that Gibbs going to get with this girl. Well, then he realizes that like, that's, that's dumb. I want to, I want to, I like the girl that I like who's interesting that I like because she's interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I, I don't know. I just really like that movie. And it's flawed, too. I'm not going to say it's not flawed. But, oh, my God. There's a part where John Cusack and two truckers sing uh, the Christmas song, Chestnuts Roasting on Open Fire in a uh-huh. bar, and they're all drunk. And then this one guy just comes in and he sings, like, super bass. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. I love that movie so stinking much. It's so good. And it's it, I don't want anyone to go into watching this movie and going, like, wow, this movie's going to be amazing. But it's just such a solid, feel-good romantic comedy. It's just, it's, it's just, it's just really good. It's called And there's a part that I think about all the time where um, Daphne Zuniga and Boyd Gaines, who plays her boyfriend, they're at his, his dorm or whatever in, in LA and they're playing gin rummy and it's like the most boring thing on the face of the earth, but I'm like, I love gin rummy. Me too. I love that game. But then she shotguns a beer because she because Gib taught her how to shotgun a beer, and then they're talking about fleece sheets in their farmhouse, and she's like, "Mm-hmm." It's, oh my god, <laughs> I want people to watch this movie because I think it's I think it's way too unknown for its own good. I, I also don't... I'm trying to look it up. It's called Sure Thing. It's called The Sure Thing. The Sure Thing. It's not coming up under. I just have this app where it tells me. Which streaming sites movies are it's on? It's probably not on anything. I say honestly. it's it's not even showing up as a, an option to look. Okay, up. well that's stupid because it's very. <laughs> so much I, movie. I will try to find it somewhere else, but we probably maybe we have it at work somewhere. I can just borrow it. I that thought it was nice. also from eighty seven. That's from eighty five. It's not available on anything. When I just googled it, normally if you look on Google, it's it'll show you like anything that it's yeah. on. It's literally not on anything. Yeah, that's what I was just trying to figure out too. Well, I'll I'll keep my eyes open for. A physical copy of it, maybe. Yeah, you can get a physical copy of it. I think... What a weird... What a weird double feature. Sorry, there's a double feature you can buy that's The the Sure Thing and Valley Girl. What? Why why is that a combo? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen either one, so maybe I'm I'm missing something that connects the two. 
How is this not even on Prime Video? That's so sh that's so weird. Plot twists. It's a movie Kira made up in her head, and it it's doesn't really. It's not. It's not. No, it's on there. You can rent it for four. No, that's okay. saying anything. What the frick am I talking about? Oh, there's a movie called Sure Thing from 2015. It's not I know, that's, that. That's what popped up too. I'm like, there's no way. How Kira's is this not even rentable? Movie. Oh my god! Everyone just go Let buy it. Let me see Everyone just buy video. it. Go to the thrift store, find a good old VHS it's tape. It's probably at your local library. Oh, I'm so upset call. that this isn't anywhere. I love this movie and I will recommend it to everybody. If, if if you ever see it come up on a streaming site, it might just have some contractual issues. But it's 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 just one of my favorite I'm feeling down movies. Because it's just it's just I yeah, know it really this? well. And also there are still things that just make me giggle. Like feelings, nothing more than feelings is so funny. And there's a part where, where she forgot her wallet at the hotel and then they walk into a diner and there's no cut. They just, they're talking they're talking about what they're going to eat and they walk into a diner and then like two seconds later they walk out and he goes, how could you lose your money? It's so <laughs> funny. Oh my God. I could talk about this movie all day. Special bonus episode about the sure thing. I wish. So my mom showed me this movie. I was sick in high school for a couple days or a week or so. Because I was sick all the time for a 10-year stretch of my life. And she showed me this movie, The Sure Thing. And she showed me Heart and Souls, which is a Robert Downey Jr. movie, which is precious. And I love it. And I adore that movie as well. It's another one of my feel-good movies. And it's very funny because both of those movies end with shots of the stars. And my mom... I just remember watching those with my mom and, and her going, I had no idea they were going to be like that. But... I I cherish those movies so much, partly because I think they're great, and partly because you know they're mo movies my mom showed me because she she liked them and I was sick and it's a it's a nice thing. Mm -hmm. But I love I love those movies. Those are oh, two of my. Maybe your mom has that movie, The Sure Thing. Oh, she owns The Sure Thing. One hundred. She owns someday. Both of those someday I can borrow it from her. She yeah. She owns both of those movies. Like she. She is my library. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I still have yeah. a stack of like fifteen movies that she gave me to to watch that I need to get back to her too. She probably doesn't even remember. I, she gave them to exactly. me. Exactly. <laughs> They're mine now. <laughs> anyway, back to Adventures in Babysitting 2016 TV movie. So the test of time for the first one is not great. The test of time for the second one also not See, great. See, it's hard opinion. because I feel like if they didn't have those few things that uh, like were very oh, yeah. obviously not aging well, it would be so much better because I feel like over time, well, with the original, it did. Like, people remember it. They still watch it. But I feel like with the new one, people aren't going to pick this movie to go back and watch. It doesn't have the cult classic feeling, obviously. Right. Partly because it's a DCOM. But DCOMs have some cult classics. I mean, Halloween Town, Xenon, Xenon. Smart House. I mean, there's like there's a ton of them that have cult followings. Right. So it's... it's, it's it definitely... It's, it definitely and doesn't it's have kind that. of unfortunate because it was the 100th decom like it was yeah. this big anniversary thing and it was this movie that, that people are probably just gonna forget about yeah but at the same time it didn't have as many problematic things no so. i don't know it was a it was the hundredth decom and so they played all of the decoms before this before this this movie and it's it's just so dumb that they chose to do this movie as the hundred decom not because Doing an Adventures in Babysitting remake was a bad idea, but doing this Adventures in Babysitting remake was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. What do I even want to compare this to in regards to Test of Time? I'm trying to... It's not It's not going to hold up 
horribly, but it's not going to hold up well. Yeah, I was kind of looking at Dad Nap because neither of them had very many, like, special effect type of things, and they were both kind of just, like, movies that didn't have a big, I don't know, not a very interesting plot. So I'm comparing it to Dad Napped for other things, but the test of time, it's hard to compare... It's hard to compare it to other things because it is a remake, and we really haven't had any remakes or spinoffs or anything yet. Right. We've had sequels, but not one that came out 40 years later, 30 years later. I almost just want to give it, like, a five. Yeah. I was going to do a five-five, because Dad Napped to have it a six, but I'm like, you know what? That rap, ba- rap battle scene knocks it back half yeah. a point, at least, for me. So That's I think the thing. I- is like, the rap battle is... is- is its offensive part, honestly. Yeah, so I'm knocking it down to a 5-5. Five, five. I'm going to do a 5 because Dad Nav is at 5-5 five, five and the Zequel is at a 5-5. Five, five and I'm like, it holds up worse, in my opinion, than the Zequel. Mm-hmm. I have but the Zequel at better six. than than Dad Nav. And I'm looking at, the, at how well Dad Nav's holding up. And I think that I'm going to bump Dad Nav down once we do the, the end of the season wrap. Mm-hmm. But for now, I'm just going to give it a five. Speaking of Dad Napped, though, before we move on, the dad in Dad Napped, George Newbern, <laughs> is in the original Adventures in Babysitting as Chris's new love interest when yes. she gets over Bradley Whitford so cool. and plays the hot guy, which is so weird. She moves on to college boy George Newbern. Yeah. And you're, you should share your fun fact about the car that I didn't realize. Oh, I... I yeah. So the car... That Bradley Whitford's character drives, who's Chris's boyfriend for the majority of the movie, is a Camaro with a license plate that says, so cool. And that was Bradley Whitford's real car with his real license plate of so cool. Oh my gosh. You told me that that was his real car. I'm like, oh, don't tell me that's his real license plate too. And it is. So Bradley Whitford is one of those people, those actors, that people would see him and go, oh yeah, that guy. He was in Cabin in the Woods as one of the like administrators of the underworld or whatever oh, you yeah. call that. He was in Get Out as Rose's dad. And one of my favorite quotes from that movie is, I would have voted for Obama for a third time if I could. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just so funny. It's such a, t- oh my God, it's so funny. It's so real and so funny. I love it. Yeah. See, if um, you wouldn't have pointed that out, I would have never noticed. But once you did point it out, I'm like, okay, it's obvious that their faces looked similar, but you're so good at noticing especially 30 years later you can still tell to my own horn but i did recognize bradley whitford from a black and white photograph that chris was holding for about 10 10 milliseconds and i went hey that's this person i'm like i don't know i don't know my hollywood actors i don't know to be fair though i did forget his name was bradley whitford and i was like that's bradley whitmeyer whitaker yeah i couldn't remember what came after wit but sorry if anyone just heard my bradley whit bradley whit <laughs> okay, let's move on. Let's move on to the moral. I have, I have three. I have basically just one. <laughs> I'm like, I have a couple, but I have two and then there's a quote. stupid things. So, uh, I have don't judge a book by its cover. But I don't think I like my second one better than this one. I think don't judge a book by its cover was what they started with, and then they just went, eh, not that one. What I think is the true moral is set aside your differences yeah that's probably what they were going for i put more like take a risk and go for it one and then i also have sometimes you just gotta have fun 
I don't know. It was hard for me, especially in the first one to the original movie. It's like, I feel like they're just trying to make a fun movie where they're getting stuck in all these. Oh, the first one has no morals. Right. They're just trying to make a ridiculous movie about all these adventures in babysitting. That would never really happen. This one, they definitely were like just trying to have fun and trying to spoof the original. But I feel like there was, there was definitely an undertone of like, you gotta do what, you gotta do what's right type of thing. Yeah. Where there definitely was like a moral undertone, especially with just like how Jenny and Lola talked to each other at the end where they're like, I didn't understand you at first. Or when she, she drops her, her, um, what's it, who's it, her, her application for the photography thing. And she's like, you want it more than me, Lola. It's just, yeah. Yeah. The whole art thing was so weird. I forgot that the art application was a thing until the very end because they only showed it at the very beginning and then they went into this whole. No, they did not. You're forgetting about all those stupid photographs. Oh, right. Right. The pictures they were taking throughout the whole night. Not they, just Lola. Lola had her super special camera that was super meaningful to her or whatever. And she was just taking these snapshots the entire night. And they were, like, showing these snapshots as, like, scene bridgers. So there would just be, a like, a zoom in on a, on a, on a freaking snapshot. And it was so dumb. And then at the end, the credits were, like, a slideshow of these photographs and then at the end one of the moms is shown to have seen all the photographs on a computer and and is like i can't believe this happened and it's like what a stupid like Uh cliffhanger type ending right now mom knows everything she's gonna be mad (laughs) it just makes you really anxious at the very end of it yeah so the the thing about taking a risk i think that's a quote because i quoted there are moments in life where you just have to take a risk and go for it Take, yeah, I could read my Take a risk and go for it. Mm-hmm. I thought it said sales. As soon as, as soon as they said that. See, I, I feel like I always catch these phrases in, or quotes in movies. I'm like, well, that's what they're trying to go for. <laughs> yeah. So my, hmm, I guess my question is, do we want to use that as our real moral and then do the set aside your differences as the true moral? And then we would be rating it based on the quote moral. That's... Wait, we'd be rating it based on the the quote moral on the quote, and then but then the the set aside your differences would just be oh, the accidental true moral. Okay, I think that's the what accidental it is. true moral. Yeah, I think I that's think, right. Yeah, no, I, I I think that's what it is. Yeah. So, um, I don't think it's gonna do as well. <laughs> that's true. That's usually <laughs> which I what feel happens. like is I was gonna say that happens a lot with decoms. So, like I said, I was comparing this a lot to Dad Napped in my head, but this moral is better than dad napped and the other movie that i was comparing it to was now you see it but this moral is obviously better than now you see it which is a big fat zero because it didn't have a moral (laughs) if i could look back and now you see it i guess my one thing that would would be like accept yourself for who you are but it's still not good yeah it still wouldn't be much higher than a zero even if we went back which movie? Dad Naps Moral was Ooh, Care About actually, Your Kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that kind of ties into this movie. It sure do. Um, I hope no one thinks that I just said it sure do. It sure do. It, meaning that I actually thought it would be it sure do. I definitely know that it would be it sure does. I just, I just like saying things really stupid like that. So I think that a good comparison of a moral level would be... The Sweet Life movie, which I have at a four, which is the walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly the same because there's a true moral to this one, 
like a real true moral whereas that one we were like this one just they just gotta communicate before we do the season wrap i will do that oh no doy i was looking way too high the best comparison is invisible sister where it's a it's a it's a quote from the movie but the true moral really isn't that quote and that I also have it a four. So yeah, oh, I'm yeah. I'm totally set at this one being a four. Yeah. I was thinking around a five, just putting this one right in the middle for moral, which mm-hmm. makes sense because all those other movies are right around I think Invisible Sister I have at a four point seven five. You do, yes. And the other ones I was comparing it to were around a five or five and a half. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna stick with just right in the middle at a five. I think that's fine. This, this really wasn't the worst. No, it's just like there's worse ones, there's better ones, and this is just yeah. mediocre. It is. And the other thing is it's like, yeah, the whole – the problem with the moral isn't necessarily just the moral. It's the plot of the movie where it's like, you know, take a risk. Okay, but these aren't the best ways to take a risk. Right. The take a risk should be more in regards to, you know, Jenny and the guy that she likes. And I cannot remember the older babysit girl's name babysitter girl well not not lola the the angsty green haired teen girl oh let me see if i can i do not i didn't write down anyway but like her taking a risk with the older boy like that emily i think so (laughs) even reading the names i'm like i don't remember who was who (laughs) it must be emily emily was was the older girl i'm pretty sure and katie was the gala girl yeah so i'm pretty sad with that i just want to say what I want to give this because I don't know quite yet and I think that I saying the other parts of the movie that I have written down I don't think that's gonna help okay so like I said I compared this to dadnapped but I would watch this before I watched dadnapped oh yeah I was bored to death of this movie like don't get me don't get me wrong but like dadnapped made me physically uncomfortable in my seat like I just wanted to move and that's I have to say that there was like stuff in the movie that was like like oh i'm cringing it was like i am so bored please let me leave yeah and you were also very tired too that when we were watching this yeah i had just come back from work i'm thinking that i'm gonna rate this at a c minus that's what i have too because that's what i have now you see it as that and i would watch this i would i think i would i don't i think i would maybe watch now you see it before i watched this Mm -hmm. but that's that's not saying a lot right I realized I don't have, I don't think I have any C minuses or D pluses, but. You was, don't. You know, I you was, have a D plus. You're, you lucky dog, you have a D plus. Okay. Well, I like this one. I would watch this before I'd watch you lucky dog, so. Oh, yeah. I don't um, have, I have a couple Ds. I have frenemies and you lucky dog at a D. I, I have, now you see it at, at a C minus. I don't have any D pluses. Yeah. I was I also have, thinking about Oh, no, I do. I have, up, I have up and away at a D plus. Just kidding. Yeah. Because Sweet Life is. It kind of gave me the same vibe just because I'd watched the Sweet Life series growing up and then they made this movie. Mm-hmm. Whereas this, I'd seen the original movie and then saw this. So I was kind of comparing it in that aspect to the Sweet Life movie, but I think I'd watch Sweet Life before this one. I don't know. They're really, I don't, neck they're, and neck. they're really, yeah, they're really close. But I also don't want to give this one higher than a C minus. So. I really don't either. And I think, I think if this one was its own standalone movie, it would be ranked probably at the same as the Sweet Life movie for me. But because it's a quote unquote remake, it gets knocked down to a C minus. Like mm-hmm. it really just like it is a C minus movie. And it's possible that the Sweet Life movie for me is also a C minus. So, you know, at the at the season wrap, maybe I'll maybe it'll maybe change. I'll drop it. But it's 
it for now it'll just be lower and it's not a, it's not it's not significantly lower i have i think the sweet life is the only c i have it is and then i have invisible sister as a c plus which i would watch invisible sister before i watch the sweet life movie hands down because this like invisible sister is just performed so well yeah. And the Sweet Life movie is not. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> Sweet Life, so you could fun. tell they were just over this whole phase of their life. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the Sweet Life movie, nothing to do with the Sweet Life movie. Doesn't have to do with the Sprouse, the Sprouse twins. Ethan and I just rewatched Big Daddy oh, two yeah. nights ago. That movie is so much better than I remember it being. And I used to watch that every time I went to my grandma's house. Don't ask me why. But I just she just owned it <laughs> and it was just a movie that I would watch. And I watched it like for years and when i was like really little like when i was like seven years old if not younger but it's it should be gross and stupid like click has some really racist gross moments in it and i was like okay big daddy's from the 90s it's gonna be even worse no it's actually really sweet and it's i should go back and watch that it's on it's on netflix it's it's just it's really really sweet the way that he he so every time they need to cross the street Julian, the Sprouse Twins character, always sticks out his hand. And even, like, the moment that Sonny, uh, Adam Sandler's character, meets him, he immediately is like, oh, you need me to hold your hand? Okay. And he takes his hand. It's not one of those gross, like, macho- machismo, like, I'm not holding your hand. You're a little dude, man. It's like, oh, you just need me to hold your hand? Okay, let's go. And it's like that the whole movie where he's just like, okay, you need me to do this? I'll do this. It's so sweet. Oh. It's, and there's a couple of things. Add it to my list. There's one joke in that movie that is maybe not the greatest, but it's not so. It's the same thing where it's like it's supposed to be bad, mm-hmm. and so it's like okay, um, maybe, but I'm not gonna ruin it because it's actually it's 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 pretty funny. I'll watch it and I'll I'll send you when it's I find it. It's supposed to be tongue in cheek. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's so much better than it has any right to be. But anyway, so I was like, I I watch I I I think I think I just really like. No, I don't know what I was going to say. Never mind. But I just wanted to talk about Big Daddy. I want to talk about any movie <laughs> besides this level of movie. Because, like, the really bad movies are really bad and they're unpleasant. But these, like, middle ground, really eh movies are just so much less fun to talk about. Right. They either need to be like, really oh, good or really bad. It could have been. It could I feel like have been. We always get stuck in a rut of the mediocre ones, too. Like, we'll get a good one, and then we have, like, five mediocre ones, and then we get a really well, bad one. Well, we did one. just have a really good one, because we did just true. watch so Teen I, Beach 2. So. I'm hoping we're not going to be at the beginning of a Yeah. I don't think so. The next movie... So the next movie we're watching... Sarah and I talked about it when we were watching this movie, is that the next movie that we're technically supposed to watch isn't really a movie. Because the next movie that's technically on the list... Is, det- is Tangled Before Ever After. And there's two problems with this. One, Sarah literally just watched this with Gina. Because she didn't <laughs> yeah, know it was I did, a decom. I didn't realize it was a decom because it's Cause it 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 45 minutes long. And so what we've decided is that all of these animated decoms, which are Phineas and Ferb the movie, Tangled Before Ever After, the Kim Possible movie, and the Proud Family movie, we're just going to do a month in one of maybe maybe one of our our later runs when there's less movies. Um, because, you know, the last five years of decoms, eight years of decoms have been pretty, pretty low, um, count wise. So we're just going to mm-hmm. do, we're just going to do, uh, a, a, animated a month. month, a month, an animated month. Yeah. Because we can choose what we want to do. So instead mm-hmm. of doing that, and mostly, mostly this is because Sarah just watched it. So it'd be kind of weird. Um, 
But the next movie we're going to watch instead is Freaky Friday, which is a remake, kind of, because it's a musicalization. And I'm really interested in this because it stars Heidi Blickenstaff as the mom. And Heidi Blickenstaff, I think I talked about her when we went to the Festival of the Arts and we saw her and um, Gavin Lee. And she's amazing. And she was in Title of Show and all this stuff. And she's a powerhouse. So I'm super... And I heard her sing a couple songs from the, the show. I don't know if it was... Or from the movie. I don't know if it was one or two, but it's... It, I'm very intrigued by it. I am so. too. I didn't even realize that they made this into another movie, let alone yeah. a musical version of it. I was like, wait, are we watching the, like, Lindsay Lohan version? And obviously we're not because that didn't come out recently. So that I don't know like why I thought that. Yeah. I've two. I don't know. But Yeah. So, anyway, that's the next movie on the list. Let's go through our notes for this movie. Is there anything? Swimsuit. Oh. The swimsuit. Why? Oh, my <laughs> So, God. when Lola gets to the house she's babysitting at, she's there's a huge mess in the kitchen that's happening. She's doing the laundry for some reason. Yeah. And she puts all this laundry detergent in there, and then it overflows later, whatever. But she oh, sees we didn't the, even talk about that. Yeah, she sees the mom's dirty swimsuit sitting there she's like oh my gosh i'm gonna put on the swimsuit because it's so cool so she puts on the mom's dirty swimsuit and then she i didn't even know it was that i didn't even notice that's what she did i thought she brought a swimsuit no and then she gets locked out of the house so she's outside in this mom's swimsuit and then at the very end of the movie the swimsuit's on the chair in the living room for some reason that she goes to sit on before the parents walk into the house and then she like pulls it down because she doesn't want the mom to see that the swimsuit is sitting there like, why? Why would you put on someone else's uh, swimsuit so that gross. is obviously in the dirty laundry? So speaking of the laundry, one thing that's very different in this movie from the original is that they come home and the house is trashed because the dog has eaten some of the middle boy, whose name is Bobby, of his food that he had set out. And so the kitchen's a mess. And so they all have to clean this house in like 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And part of it is the laundry overflow. Part of it is the dog is all messy. Part of it is the kitchen is a disaster. The car and they is magically a mess. do it. Oh, the car is a mess. I forgot about that. And it's totally unbelievable and stupid and right. not funny and dumb. We didn't laugh a single time. No, I was stressing movie. out. I watch stuff like this in movies. No, and it's I get one so thing. anxious. <laughs> I watched. Well, I laughed one time, and it's it's at the it's at the the end when when. They have Jenny all prepped to go into the concert to tell the boy that she likes him. And and she walks up and the doors open and everyone comes out and she goes, it's over. What do I do? And it was so (laughs) funny. The way she says it. The way she just turns around so fast. She's like, it's over. (laughs) Yeah, she was so funny because it was was like she's walking and there's this like really calm music. And then all of a sudden these people come out and she just, it's over. What do I do? Yeah, that's the one point we both burst out with laughter. That was so funny. The one time. Um, I have a couple things before the swimsuit thing. First of all, Lola's phone or Emily's phone or somebody's phone says rental units mm-hmm. for her parents, which is like, no, no. <laughs> There's the time when Lola is speaking Spanish with the uh, advisor oh, that will be leading the the internship. And then Sabrina Carpenter's character, Jenny, comes in and starts speaking the whitest Spanish. Like, right. she's like... Oh, my God. And she was like, me gusta, me gusta, senor. Donde esta la biblioteca? <laughs> like Yo tango hombre. Not trying to make it fluid at all. No. And it was so stilted. And it's like, oh. And Sophia Carpenter's face. Sophia Carpenter. Sophia Carpenter. Oh, my God. 
Sophia Carson's face was so funny. She was like, mm. oh gosh, uncomfortable. Also, she was so much taller than Sabrina Carpenter. Sabrina Carpenter must just be tiny. Speaking of though, uh, Elizabeth Shue, the original Chris in the in the original movie, is five two. That's She's so, so small. My mother is. I think my mother is the tiniest woman on the planet for no other reason besides my own brain. But she's five four. Mm-hmm. So the fact that Elizabeth she was two inches shorter than my mother is just so small. Right. Like she's shorter than Brad and Daryl, but Brad and Daryl are short compared to like all yeah, the other adults like they run into. Four, it's four, so five, funny. Five. Yeah. So um, <sighs> one thing that I didn't talk about is that Bobby, the kid who plays Bobby, his name is Jet Jurgensmeyer. Jet. Jurgensmeyer. <laughs> Jurgensmeyer. The best name I've ever heard. His name is Jet oh Jurgensmeyer. My next cat will be named Jet Jurgensmeyer. <laughs> oh my god, amazing. Uh, I talked about how they died a ferret, which I wrote in caps, all caps. Oh, that one part where they're at the pizzeria and uh, Jenny goes into the bathroom and then the, she hears these girls talking about the boy that she likes and two of them come out of the same stall. Oh, yeah. And you're like, why were you in the same? And so it was a only, small stall. It's not like they were just hanging out. There's only three stalls. Yeah, there's only three stalls in this bathroom. One of them had Katie, the young girl. And then two of them had these three teenage girls in them. And I've just, I just remember seeing them and they like leaned out. They didn't just like walk out. They like leaned out and looked. And I was like, what? <laughs> Were you waiting what for your opportunity to do these single toilet stalls? So strange. Weird. You um, know what else is weird? I think Lola said this. What I was doing with my hands at age seven. I don't remember yeah. who was talking before that. It was probably the kids were doing like she was making in the food passenger or something. Seat. No, she was in the passenger seat of the car, and I think it was the young, the roller derby girl. I don't remember. It was oh, it's a mess. It's something that they were doing with their hands, and then Lola says, "Well, you like, you don't want to know what I was doing with my hands at age seven. It's just like so oh gross. no, gross." There were a lot of gross sexual ent- un- double entendres in this movie. Yeah, which maybe they're, which maybe they're, I was going to say, maybe they're nodding to Daryl's character. Maybe and... don't. Yeah. Maybe don't. That's the part we don't want to bring back from the original. Yeah. I only have two things. One thing I'm saving for last, but one is, uh, I wrote Bobby Licks Leaf. And I don't remember. I think it was when he was like, oh, he was in the kitchen. He was in the kitchen. He he. Some Bobby is somehow able to just work his way into being a sous chef at the party that their parents are at. And he makes this seaweed chocolate mousse, which is disgusting sounding. Mm-hmm. Seaweed is. Here's the thing. Nori is like really salty, and salt and chocolate goes well. But no, nori can also be very fishy, and you really don't want chocolate fish. Sounds so, disgusting. Yeah, there's a difference between umami and just gross. But Bobby just licks a leaf. Like, he just licks it. And I don't remember, I don't, like, there's no, there's no reason why he would lick that leaf. It was just so weird. Yeah. The clothesline scene when they're trying to escape hiddenly. <laughs> um, obviously, it's supposed to be a nod back to the original when they're, they're in the place where they're stealing cars and sending that whatever. And they yeah. have to walk across the beam at the top of the building. Mm-hmm. But in this one, they have them hide in clothes that are hanging on a conveyor belt. Yeah. With these small, flimsy metal hangers, yet they're all like in these coats going by. And the metal hanger doesn't break and it holds up. I don't even know if they were metal. I don't even I don't even know if they were metal. They were I don't, so they, they definitely like wouldn't hold up any more than no. like 
five pounds. <laughs> Not even five pounds, probably. It wasn't funny. It was so uncomfortable because they were like screaming. They were like, help, help. But they were like in these clothes going on this line. Yeah. But yet when they Ugh. needed to get out, they were able to just get right out of them. Yeah, it was weird. Out. A weird scene. It was so bizarre. The... The main problem with this movie's writing, I think, is that it was trying way too hard to make it seem like it was a remake of the original, despite the fact that they had these two they had these two rival babysitters and they could have they could have done tie-ins so much better instead of doing these weird like Oh well I guess we have to do the chop shop, but instead let's make it a laundry place. It was so weird. The last thing that I have is a direct quote from the IMDb trivia page. And this is exactly what it says. Sabrina Carpenter's character, Maya Hart, Girl Meets World 2014, also had a time to babysit at one point. That's such a weird trivia thing. Who came up with that? (laughs) Who came up with the wording of that? Uh, Sabrina Carver's character, <laughs> My Heart, Girl Meets World 2014, Babysitter yeah, baby yeah, Opportunity. Baby no, she didn't even, she didn't, she just had a time to babysit at one point. Does that mean she actually did babysit or did she have the opportunity to babysit? Also, she she's a teen to. girl. Who of course TV is going to make a plot line about her babysitting. So... Oh funny to me this one thing is so much funnier than Than any of this movie i was busting and got reading this one trivia thing i read it like three times over because it's so (laughs) funny not only just the way that it's written but the fact that someone felt that it was necessary to talk about how her character on girl meets world babysat at one point right because it's so rare to babysit (laughs) gotta put that in the trivia so funny anyway that's all i've got uh the last thing i have is um in this movie there's a quote that's, don't mess with the babysitter, which is oh, right. a play on the original one, which does not say mess. It uses the F word, which we're going to censor here. So she says, don't F with the babysitter. <laughs> so it's just like a Disney version of the original. Which I don't I don't fault them for. Well, no, they're but obviously also, not going to say When I saw that in the original, I was like, why are they remaking this movie for Disney Channel? Yeah, like, it's weird. Ugh. This movie I think, is not meant to be for kids. It's meant to be for teens. And the the remake, the 2016 one, is supposed to be for kids. And it's like, the difference is that the Adventures in Babysitting original is supposed to be for people who would be babysitting. And the Adventures in Babysitting remake is supposed to be for kids who are being babysat, which is so much true. worse. Yeah. It's funny because when they said that line in the 2016 movie, don't mess with the babysitter, I think you even said, is that a callback to the original one? <laughs> like, you knew that it was... There's no way it wasn't coming yeah. back to that. So I'm like, it is, but it's a it's a Disney version of what she says. Yeah. So. Oi. Oi. Done oi, with oi. this. Yeah. Very glad to be done with this. Very intrigued by the next movie. Freaky Friday is whether it's good or bad. I'm just really interested in it. So should be good. And then after that, I think we only have two. Yeah, we only have Kim Possible and Up to, Upside Down Magic. Oh, is that the new one that just came out? Upside Down Yeah, in July. Gotcha. Kim Possible came out last February and then, well, two Februarys ago in 2019. And then Upside Down Magic came out this past July. And then after that, we'll have our end of season wrap where we'll probably edit a few things. Mm -hmm. And then we're starting back up with Brink 1998. And then that's our last 1998 movie. I'm so happy. Because under wraps. Can't go back to that one, of course. I don't know why it's not there. I, Maybe by I the time we get to idea. Halloween. 
I love the idea of just saving under wraps to be our absolute last movie, though. I hope. I hope that they add it to Disney Plus by then. Or maybe we'll just be able to... Maybe we should just rent it somewhere else and not record it. Yeah. We'll figure it out. It's going to be a while from now, so maybe that'll Oh, yeah. But I don't think... I can't remember if I have Can of Worms as being a Halloween movie. I'll have to look up that one. (laughs) But yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be really interesting to go back and consist... And, like, do another round of, like... You know, almost twenty years of of decoms. Yeah, I'm happy that we did it like this because I feel like if we I would have done too. all the 1998 and then all the 1999 and done all the oh, yeah. nostalgic ones for me right off the bat, it wouldn't have been as fun. I well, look forward why I to did those it. ones. Like yeah. that's why that's why we did it like this is because it's it's we knew that this is how it would feel as if we were and, and not even. Not even because we would get, like, tired of the old ones. It's because we would get tired of the new I'd ones. Say, honestly, I'd get tired of the new ones. There are some a lot good of new, new ones. ones. There are some good new ones. Like, don't get us wrong. I mean, the Teen Beach movies were great. The Descendants movies are good, I know. The the, the musicals. The musicals are good. Mm-hmm. And there are some non-musicals that are probably very good. But, like, there's no nostalgic charm for us. So it is just more of a slog. Yeah. But anyway. You got a decom mission for the people? Um... Watch. Don't shirt, take the a shirt risk. Thing. Wear a mask. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, oh, this is the the first episode that we we uh, found results from the election. So thanks to everyone who went out and voted. Yeah, from thanks that for voting, everyone. We'll try and keep it not super political, but um, also, you know, don't be homophobic. Mm-hmm. Don't be sexist. Mm-hmm. Don't be like Brad. In the original Baby in the Adventures Don't be like Brad or Daryl in the original. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Eat some pizza. Oh, that sounds like a good mission. Yeah, eat some pizza. They have pizza in this movie, and I haven't, like, had a good New York slice of pizza in a couple months or more. Man, that sounds good. can't wait for the day we can go back to New York and have New York pizza in Dollar New York. Dollar slice pizza. Miss it. I miss it. I don't know why I just said it like that. <laughs> anyway. All right, everybody. We'll see you next week for Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. <laughs> see you later. Friday. Bye. Bye.